Hello, this is Juan with Blue Collar Ministries. It's February the 28th, and let's go ahead and get into the Word here. Okay, so today what we're going to be talking about is Christianity and alcohol. Should you drink as a Christian? Should you not drink? What does the Bible say about it? Uh, we're going to talk, uh, bring up some verses. We're going to talk about some issues, and at the end, I normally don't do this, but I'm going to give my own personal take on it, um, backed by Scripture, though, however. Um because the Bible doesn't specifically say drinking alcohol is a sin. It does say that being a drunkard, being drunk off the wine, is considered a sin. Obviously, you're you know, abusing your body, you know, your mind's altered. But to actually just drink alcohol alone, is that a sin? And based off of what we can gather from Scripture, notice. But we're going to talk about some things and how it relates here. Let's go ahead and get into it. And the first thing I wanted to bring um, bring to light here was how many times that, like I said, they use wine here, um, wine in the Bible. So most of the, all these references are going to be wine. Um, I don't believe they had some of the things that we drink now, but we can still put into the same um, same category. But there are multiple verses, and I'm going to read some about how there is sexual morality and it's usually always linked in with being drunk or as the bible says drunkenness or drunkers so we're going to start off first um in proverbs here and this is proverbs 23 31 uh, through 33 the uh, king james version okay it says look not thou upon the wine when it is red when it giveth its color in the cup when it moveth itself at the last it biteth like a serpent and stingeth like an adder uh, adders, um, it was, it was referred to as a poisonous snake, just in case you're wondering. Okay. Thine eyes shall behold st strange women and thine heart shall utter perverse things. So right here, it's a specific thing, you know, right there, how it hits, it bites like a snake and stings like a poisonous serpent. Yeah. Bieth like a serpent and stingeth like a poisonous snake. And thine eyes behold strange women and thy heart shall utter perverse things. Right here, it's pretty much pretty uh, self-explanatory about what it's telling you that your eyes and your mouth are going to do and say bad things with that wine. When you gaze within that wine, when you look to the wine for whatever reason you get right there. Okay. Next verse, and this is Galatians 5, 19 through 21, the Acts I'm sorry. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So once again, they are linking drunkenness with, you know, sexual immorality, orgies. I mean, I'm not going to put that definition for you if you'd like to look that up. I'm not going to say that here now, but, um, you know, this is in the actual scripture. You know, I'm not putting that word in there myself. So once again, linking drunkenness with sexual immorality and it says right there they will not inherit the kingdom of god and, and that was uh, galatians five nineteen through 21 okay let's move along next verse uh, hosea four eleven, and this one states whoredom and wine and new wine take away the heart so right there linking whoredom linking some sort of sexual immorality with wine and new wine take away the heart. Okay, let's move on. 
to Peter, First Peter 4, 3-4, For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. They are surprised that you do not join them in the rec- reckless recklessness, wild living, and they heap abuse upon you. So again, this is Peter li- linking, you know, lewd behavior, drunkenness, also sexual uh, immorality, idolatry, and all that stuff. Um, you know, there with um, you know with with detestable things of the Lord, idolatry, you know, drunkenness, all those things seem to come and play. Um, in the Bible, and if you, you know, you can also bring this into your your own personal experiences. I myself, um, when I did live in this life, you know, when I, you know, did drink, did drink, um, and in my earlier years when I would get drunk, I could, you know, list several occasions where there were horrible decisions made, and there's always, you know, the the alcohol involved, and I'm pretty sure you know friends too, if not your own personal self. When there's alcohol involved, usually those were some of the worst decisions you've probably made in your life, some big mistakes. Um, always one of the common, you know, correlation things that is always in some of these things are, you know, the presence of alcohol. It's talking about reckless behavior, wild living, and the heap of abuse on you. All those things are kind of always together. And we're going to talk about another big one right here. And this isn't, um, it's with Noah, involving Noah. In Genesis 9, uh, 20 through 24. And it says, I'm sorry, yeah, Genesis 9, 20 through 24. Noah would experience great shame when he awoke from his, his drunken stupor. He made himself vulnerable when he got drunk off his wine. One of his sons did something to him that was very disgraceful. Noah would have to sober up before he knew that, before he knew what happened to him. So right here, he's saying that, you know, Noah, obviously he got drunk off the wine that he did not even, you know, he, it says right here, he had to sober up before he knew what happened to him. So he, uh, he had no clue. And like I said, personal experience, if you have lived, you know, in that life and you've gotten drunk, there are multiple times, it's very common to our people drink so much where they literally have no idea what's going on. They're functioning. They cannot remember a single thing, like nothing at all. And that's right here. What happens here doesn't specifically say the act, um, um, what was done, um, that his son did, that was pretty disgraceful, but it does kind of infer if you read around the verses that it did have, you know, to do with something, you know, regarding sexual immorality. I don't know what it doesn't, um, specifically state or I couldn't find it right there, but you, you know, you can only, you can kind of tie two things together right there. And that was, that was Noah with his, uh, with his sons. Okay, the next one, this is also in Genesis. This is going to be regarding Lot and his youngest daughter. Okay, and this is in Genesis 19.35. Okay, here it states, And they made their father drunk. I'm sorry, they made their father drink wine that night also. And the younger arose and lay with him. And he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. So right there, those two lines... He perceived not when she lay down, so he did not even know what was going on when she layeth with him, nor when she arose. Um, in the Bible, they, when they say they lay together, they lay with each other, that's talking about, you know, sexual intercourse uh, or, or something of sexual nature. And that was his younger, um, 
his younger daughter, his youngest daughter, I'm sorry, that did that, that laid with him and, you know, they were drunk off the wine. So that is, I mean, obviously a uh, horrible decision right there because that is incest, basically. Um, the story also behind that, um, not that, that it really makes it any better, but I believe, um, you know, once they did leave Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, the story of Lot and his family, when his wife turned around, um, she was warned not to turn around and look at, you know, what was happening to Sodom and Gomorrah, and then she turned into a grain of salt. So the mother was gone. So the story behind that is that, you know, that believe the youngest daughter, one of the daughters was worried about their lineage, worrying about carrying on their, you know, their family name since, you know, the mother was dead. And obviously, you know, they did not have a son. Um, so that was the story. Like I said, that necessarily doesn't make it any better. But once again, um, wine, being drunk, um, presence of alcohol and sexual immorality linked together in a very horrible incest decision that they made right here. Once again, that was Lot and his younger daughter in Genesis 1935. Okay, we're going to get away from that topic specifically and we'll go ahead and move on um this is just speaking of just being drunk in general uh, no more no longer linked to sexual morality okay let's move on to ephesians uh, 518 king james version uh ephesians 518 okay it says do not be drunk with wine or in excess so drinking being a drunk but be filled with the holy spirit it's right there instead of saying instead of Feeling your body with these, you know, these with the wine where it's going to cause you to do, you know, make bad decisions. It's bad for your body. It's bad for your mind. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit and that will be enough. Okay, let's move on to Proverbs. And this is Proverbs, um, Proverbs 20, uh, 1. And it says, wine is the mocker. Strong drink is raging and Whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. So once again, uh, talking about drinking, uh, being drunk, wine is a mocker, saying that there, you know, who does this is going to be deceived and there and therefore is unwise. So it's saying it's unwise to be drunk. You know, you're going to be deceived, you know, and it is a mocker. Okay, let's move on to Luke, Luke 21, 34. This states... Be careful, ah, sorry, be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing drunkenness and the and anxieties of life and that and that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. Okay, so it's also right here. Uh, speaking of drunkenness, you know, the, you know, anxieties of life, uh, it's talking about weighing you down. So it's saying right there, you know, all that stuff is slowing you down. Be careful with your heart because all these things, you know, they weigh you down. And it says, then that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. So it'll be wasting your life. You know, these things are going to slow you down there. They're saying this right there. But once again, you know, drunken, drunkenness was there. I said, it didn't specifically just say drinking, but it said drunkenness. Okay. Okay. And the next, uh, this is the next verse I really want to explain because people kind of use this. I wouldn't say take it out of context, but kind of don't really know the origins of why this verse was here or what's the background around this verse. And this is uh, explaining 1 Timothy 5.23. If you read it, um, you might assume one thing or another, but there's a little more to it. 
Okay, so let me go ahead and read that to you. It says, drink no longer water. And this is, um, I'm sorry, this is, this is Paul uh, addressing uh, Timothy, spe- specifically Timothy. Drink no longer water, but use a little wine for thy stomach's sake and thine, and, and thine often infirmities. Okay, so right here it's saying what you would conclude if you're just singling out the specific verse on its own. You'd say, hey, you know, the you know, the Bible's saying, oh, okay, just don't drink water, add a little wine, and oh, that, you know, that's healthy for me. And that's the argument that it's you know, that's used whenever I see, you know, where conversation or discussion that's brought around, you know, alcohol and, you know, Christianity and your walk with God, that they bring this up right here. Okay, well, you know, the Bible right here in First Timothy says, you know, it's actually healthy for my stomach, you know, and other infirmities. So yeah, you know, I should drink. Um and there's a little more to this, like I said, and now this was specifically, like I said, Paul addressing Timothy. Um, and in in the um, okay, first I want to say, like first with the infirmity, the water and the infirmities, it did it did seem as if you know um, Timothy did have you know stomach infirmities that he was dealing with. So Paul was saying, hey, add a little wine, you know, to soothe to soothe your stomach there but you don't really know the background of why exactly that was said and the common practices because we're talking about you know thousands you know over two thousand years ago that he was addressing um timothy and back then it was very common um for the the ancient greeks and the romans to mix water with wine why they did that and that was a firm uh, that was a way um because wine, wine was seen as a way to purify and improve, um, and improve the water source, um, to do purify it. Cause you know, so obviously, you know, maybe Tim, Timothy was dealing with some issues. He wanted to, you know, obviously he wanted to abstain from drinking anything, but Paul's here saying, Hey, you know, for your own health sake, add a little wine, you know, you know, so he can there purify and kind of deal with his, his stomach infirmity that he was dealing with. Um, but I would say, I mean, we're talking thousand, you know, two thousand years. No one, um, I'm sorry, no one's using wine to purify their water anymore, at least here. And or if not, there's better ways to purify your waters. To try to use this verse to be like, oh, it's good for my health. Um, you know, we're living in a different time and <laughs> day and time where we really don't. I would say, I mean, I'm just gonna eyeball it. Ninety percent of countries don't have to really deal with you know water purification issues especially here in the americas and that's usually where the arguments come from <laughs> you know the western church will make this argument that it's for their health but i mean i can't name any part in the u.s right now that they're dealing with such water purification issues that they actually have to add wine to it to you know for their health and i would probably go you know, there's probably no one on record. I mean, you could correct me outside of any um, outlier um, medical history, medical issue. Is there anyone that ever passed away? And the reason, you know, a doctor gave a reason, though, only if they, you know, had more wine in their diet would they had lived. Had lived. I highly doubt that has ever been a disposition of any anyone's medical history. So that verse, like I said, it is not taken out of context because it was true. It was a, it was, you know, Paul was addressing this to Timothy for an health issue, you know, to address his physical diet. Um, 
But then on the same context, it was a different time and place and culture where we're, we're not dealing with that anymore. Like that's not going to be a reason, you know, to use alcohol. So that, that defense right there, um, I'm not going to say it's debunked or anything, but it's, it's kind of invalid if you take into, you know, because that was a specific address he was making at that time to Timothy, which for the most part, I would say the majority of people, this does not apply. You're not dealing with water purification issues. And like I said, I'm pretty sure there's better, even in these countries that have issues like that, I'm pretty sure there's better ways that they use to cleanse their water than adding wine to it. Okay. Okay. So now, um, you know, we've this some verses where it obviously addresses being, um, being drunk and, you know, being deceived, um, where there's bad decisions made. Uh, your heart's going to be deceived. Uh, you're going to make, obviously, based on certain stories of the Bible that I listed with, um, you know, Lot and with Noah. And there's others, you know, I just didn't want to um, keep rambling on because you can kind of get the point, you know, after after a couple of verses that, you know, there is a common theme there, which was alcohol or bad sexual, you know, sexual immorality and there's alcohol involved. And I would honestly say that that's probably no different, um, no different nowadays. Um, but just stating that it was obviously in the Bible and that did happen along with, I said, other bad decisions. Um, you know, it also mentions, you know, wasting your time away uh, with this, uh, uh, this test, um, sorry, carousing around in drunkenness, like the way it said, uh, wasting your time, you know, you're deceiving your heart and whatnot. Um, but, you know, so that, that was pretty clear. So uh, like I said, I wasn't going to list, you know, another, there's, there's more verses, but I'm not going to list them all because you can get the point. Um, so now I'm going to go on to my own personal take as to why I don't drink anymore. Um, and it's not, it's based off of scripture, um, but it's more of a personal take for myself. And then I'm going to kind of elaborate a little bit on it. And this is off of verse Romans uh, 14, 20. And it says, do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a person to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. Okay. So right here, this is saying more outside of just food. Um, this is talking about, you know, your acts, your sin, maybe something that is not sinful for you or not a sin. I'm just, okay, I'll just specifically address the you know, the alcohol. If my say, cause I've, I've never had a problem with it. I, I could have drink, I would drink moderately. Um, yeah. In the past I have, you know, back in my younger days, I did, you know, drink it to the obsess and I would get drunk and do the dumb things just like the way the scripture listed. Um, but it was never something I was like, Oh my God, I can't, can't go without. But I know there are a lot of people that, are struggling with it where it is an issue with them. That is something that they stumble upon. So, and there's someone very close, close to me. I'm not going to list who it is very, very close to me. Um, that I love that had, you know, no longer they're They're not battling that anymore, but that is, that was in their past. So if there's something that I'm doing, say I am moderately having, you know, my one drink to where I'm not going to get, you know, drunk or, you know, as we say, buzzed and I'm perfectly okay with it but this person is around me and they see it and maybe it tempts them to want to go back into that life and it would cause them to stumble. Then it, yes, is indeed a sin 
for me to have done that, knowing this, like it's a selfish act. So, and this can, this can go for, for, um, for pretty much anything, even if you're doing, doing it in moderation, if it does cause, like it says, your friend or someone else to stumble, then yes, you are doing something, you know, that God is not happy with. So that was my personal reason as one, well, it was just one of the reasons as to why I decided to completely give up alcohol. I did not want what I was doing, or as the Bible says, whatever I was eating, um, to cause someone else to stump, you know, maybe, and maybe it wouldn't, maybe this person's completely fine with it, but that's besides the point. I do not want that to even be involved. Um, my walk is with the kingdom and what not with myself. So I decided to completely cut it out of, of my life personally. And there's an, another reason also along with this verse and not causing anyone else to stumble is that, um, like I said, my life right now, I am for the kingdom. I want to center everything around kingdom minded, kingdom first. And there has been occasion, and this has happened, this happened in the past. I'm like I said, I you know, stopped drinking, you know, more than a while back, um, on occasion or, you know, was, you know, say my day off of work and I had, you know, one drink or so I was not getting drunk. Um, but I was called, not called. I, someone came to me in, you know, in need of some spiritual guidance and it felt extremely weird, um, and uncomfortable to be ministering, you know, the word, cause I'm not going to deny them, you know, if they need that guidance, I'm not going to deny them that that thing. So it felt weird. It felt wrong um, to be ministering the word with that in my system. Um, so I also, that was another reason I decided to, you know, to quit because we should, you know, if we're here for the kingdom, say someone, you know, is battling alcohol and they come to you physically and you're there, maybe you just had your one drink of wine. Maybe they're battling alcohol and they come to your house and they want you to pray over them. So you're praying over them and they can smell that alcohol breath. You see what I'm saying? So that is, you know, that's something, you know, you, you, you need to use your own discernment for where your heart's at. Like I said, my heart's with the kingdom. So I do not, that's another reason is, you know, personal ministry, um, personal ministry, why I would, another reason why I decided to just not, just completely not drink at all and figured it was just unwise in general um, to, you know, to even do it in moderation, you know, cause like I said, for that Romans verse 1420, you know, and you don't want to have to, you know, be under something or have drank something while you're trying to minister, you know, the word to someone else, whether even that's over the phone, you know, in person, like I said, in person, you know, that person is going to smell your wine breath and maybe they're dealing with alcohol, maybe they're not. But like I said, um, it was just something I said, I used my own discernment and just decided to completely um, knock it off or completely cut it out of my life, you know, because it was, it was not, I'm filled with the spirit and that, like I said, that's, that's more than enough for me. And then I would also use the other argument if, you know, you're on the fence um, personally and I wouldn't look to see, I wouldn't make the argument for yourself that if it is bad for you to drink, because, you know, you can have, you know, your pros and cons, there's certainly... You know, there's certainly some small argument you can make here and there with the whole moderation thing and that the Bible specifically doesn't say it's a sin. But what I would say, like I said, if you are a kingdom minded person and you want to walk more with the kingdom and less of the world, you want to be kingdom fo focused, kingdom first, I would use the argument for yourself 
okay, well, if it's, you know, I'm completely forgetting about if it's bad for me, but the main important part is, is this somehow going to benefit me or benefit my walk with the, you know, in the kingdom, right? So serving as a servant in the kingdom is somehow me drinking, even in moderation, going to help me or is good for me in any way, shape or form. And that obvious answer is, like I said, pretty much zero. Like, is it going to, is it going to make me any better of a minister of the word by drinking a glass of wine a couple times a week? No, like I don't see how that, there's nothing in the Bible that indicate that in any way, shape or form. No, it's not. Um, health wise, like I said, no, um, there's nothing, like I said, there's other things. Like I said, people use that, that first, uh, Timothy five twenty three verse to make it seem like it's a, you know, actually, you know, helps, you know, helps you, you know, health wise in your physical diet. But, you know, like I said, I explained that already. So health wise, no, that's a, definitely going to be a zero help. Just, you know, there's no benefit at all. Like I said, it's not going to help you minister the word better. So if you are making that decision that you want to be kingdom first, kingdom minded, and always ready to minister when you have to, you need to be sober minded. So, you know, that'd be something maybe you'd want to look into, right? Because like I said, those instances will happen. And that happened to me specifically where I, like I said, I would, and I was, you know, technically, biblically, I was being, um, what's the word responsible, you know, as per the Bible, I was not drunk. I had, you know, I had a drink and this was like, I said, this is a while back. This is, you know, no, nothing recent. And like I said, I don't think it was a coincidence. Maybe it was, you know, something that uh, the Lord wanted me to see to kind of completely clean it up and can, you know, and cut it out of my, out of my, out of my lifestyle. But like I said, I was called to minister in that state of mind. And like I said, we are told to be sober minded. And so as per that, you know, I deemed that completely unnecessary and had to rule hundred percent that there's no way, shape or form that I'll having alcohol in my life would further my walk, you know, with God or further, you know, my, my servitude, uh, in the kingdom. Um, so that was pretty much that. And I think, you know, like that Romans verse was very, um, you know, it's very, it's something, you know, a lot of people should, I would read it, read around it and, you know, take some consideration because it's not also, you know, necessarily what is bad or good for us, but others as well. Um, like I said, we are kingdom folk, so we need to not just specifically think. In fact, if anything, we're the last person we should be thinking about, um, as, you know, as Christians, as, you know, followers of Jesus is us ourselves, right? We, you know, obviously the Lord is first then you know, we go down to family, then, you know, others, you know, the body of Christ and then us finally at the end. So, um, like I said, we just, um, you know, some, some things are hard to, you know, absorb. Cause like I said, this, this is an issue. Um, a lot of people have, have a problem with, um, don't really want to get into that a whole lot. Cause you know, like I said, it gets, it gets people upset, um, these discussions, but you know, that's why I brought, you know, I brought it to light. I left some verses, then I gave you my own personal take, um, as to why, you know, I personally don't drink anymore. Um, so that's about it. Um, so, you know, you want to document those verses. I'll go ahead and uh, mention those verses again. Um, it's Proverbs uh, 23, 31 through 33. 
Galatians 5, 19 to 21, Hosea 4, 11, 1 Peter 4, 3 through 4, a story regarding Noah, that's Genesis 9, 20 through 24, a story regarding Lot and his daughter, that's Genesis 19 through 35, uh, Ephesians 5.18, Proverbs 21, Luke 21.34, uh, the um, First Timothy 5.23, and that's the one regarding uh, Timothy's physical in, uh, infirmities. Uh, then we got the Romans 14.20, uh, that's the one, you know, where your actions, you know, you don't want them um, to cause others to stumble. Okay, so uh, we're going to go ahead and close up with that. So, um, so that's about it. Um, hope y'all got something out of that, whoever's listening. So with that, I hope you have a great week. Be blessed. Uh, stay encouraged. Keep your prayer life up. Keep your, you know, fast if you need to fast. Um, find that special time with the Lord. Find your secret place in your house, wherever it is, where you can one-on-one connect with the Lord, pray with the Lord, meditate on the Lord and just sit there. You know, you sometimes you don't even have to say anything. Just let him talk. You know, he's probably, you know, heard us talk enough where he's like, Hey, you know, I need to, I need to talk now. So just meditate on him. Let him work through you. Let him call on you. And I said, keep it up. Keep reading your Bible. And I'll try to get to the next episode within about a week or so. So, All right. God bless y'all. Bye-bye.